new player, Tim, has joined the game. Ben rolls a d20, but only gets one. Australia's greatest podcast said no person ever. Welcome, Welcome to, to another, another dungeon. dungeon. Hey, that was my line. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very spooky episode of the Nether Dungeon Podcast. On tonight's program, Ben, that is I, Dr. Benjamin Stein, and my sister Timgor will be discussing some very spooky games! <laughs> that was better. That was like one accent. Yeah, I, I, I nailed the accent. <laughs> you did. <laughs> You must have been practicing. Uh, I someone had a bit of spare time today. That's for sure. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> um, in case you missed it, welcome to episode thirty-six. Um, it is a spooktacular episode. We'll be discussing some Halloween games and also something. I'm guessing you're pretty excited about yes, Ben. The most amazing thing happened last week, even though it should have happened about six months ago. Uh, we finally got confirmation of Nintendo's new console, what it is, what it's called, and that's about all we got. Yeah, I actually did end up watching the video, but we'll talk about <laughs> that in a sec. Um, so from here on out, we're also planning to introduce uh, quick reviews to the start of the podcast mm-hmm. um, to kind of complement the what are we playing. Um, so I've really only been playing Battlefield still. It's still good. Um but also, the Dark Souls first DLC came out, um, Ashes of Andariel. It's pretty short, like, really short. How long is um, it? There's How many hours? one... Eight, Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or maybe even less. I mean, clearly depends on your skill. It's, um... It's relatively difficult. It's more difficult for... So I'm playing as a pyromancer. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of enemies seem to dodge all my spells, which made it a little bit more difficult because, you know, your melee build isn't quite as good if you're going pyromancer. Um, apart from it being short, it was pretty good. Some pretty cool items with some pretty cool new weapon skills, a few new spells. Um it's $22 in Australia, I think. Um, season pass is 38 which is pretty good, or 37 But I would say it's a definite play, but maybe not quite worth the price tag at the moment, so maybe wait till it's on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it for me. Battlefield 1 is still a buy. I've been playing more multiplayer, a little bit of single player. Um, I finished one of the stories quite quickly so i'm hoping the other ones are a little bit longer than that but um from what i've been reading the single player campaign is pretty yeah, short that seems to be the way with so, modern best person shooters cards and battlefields yeah i mean i've never bought them for the single player um i know some people that, that do and that seems a little bit crazy mm. to me but um i mean story-wise it's good it's doing a good job of portraying how brutal world war one was but um yeah, if you're buying it just for the single player, maybe don't get it. Does now. does the single player teach you the multiplayer's mechanics, or is it nearly a fully it's, different? System? Yeah, it, it's supposed to. It's a little bit of a different system, but not not too much. 
um, it's supposed to introduce you to. So one campaign is is flying. One that I'm doing now is driving a tank. The Gallipoli one, I'm not quite sure what it's supposed That's to teach supposed you. Supposed to teach it's kind you of... how bad Australians died in that battle. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but I mean, nothing is really going to be a match for other people and yeah for sure how random behavior of other humans but i think is. that's the way if developers are going to do shorter uh single player campaigns i think they should focus it on teaching you as much of the mechanics of the multiplayer as possible um yeah for sure. did that and i thought it did a really good job because by the time you defeat the final boss you were prepared for anything the game could throw at you even people, uh, except the Japanese. There's nothing can prepare you for the oncoming onslaught oh, of geez. the Japanese. And I'm talking about Gee, Splatoon man. here and not World War One. Um, but <laughs> That's but nothing can prepare you for yeah. um, people that just play Splatoon all day nonstop. Yeah, I only played that at launch, so it was an interesting mix of skills. Mm. Say that. What have you been um, playing? I just finished the last Wii U game I will probably ever buy. Um, because the library is pretty much over, um, and that was was it FIFA uh, seventeen? Is that I, out on I'm Wii? Not even sure. who makes that's EA, isn't it? EA was the first company yeah. to drop uh, Wii U support because Nintendo oh, wouldn't put well, Origin then. as like uh, their main feature of their console. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, but the last game I played was uh, Paper Mario Color Splash, um, which. Um, is using a lot of the systems from Sticker Star, which is one of the most hated uh, Mario RPG games of all time because of how boring and vanilla it kind of was. Um, but uh, I'm pleased to say that uh, Color Splash um, has really gone all out to tell a really uh, fun story. You go to a lot of really interesting locations. Uh, I went to like pirate islands and we fix trains and we cooked a steak um, there's lots of really fun scenarios that kind of break the mold of your usual like grass world fire world ice world what what was cooking steak in um, so there was um you on the train line um you kind of have to carry a bunch of toads to all these different levels along a train line and one of the levels is you stop at a steakhouse and so you have to prepare the toads a bunch of meals um, using kind of your battle action commands to like cut the like, you make it like a pizza and you gotta like cut the vegetables properly and stuff and then there's like a special VIP guest and he demands a steak so he throws out like a realistic steak and you have to fight the steak and I won't spoil it but you've got to use the right battle cards and commands to cook it the right way otherwise he's unsatisfied it's, it's quite <laughs> genius that's um yeah, that sounds really interesting. It's definitely one of the funniest I've written Mario games in a long time. Um, like, the writers really crawled out of the woodwork and wrote some very funny moments. Um, there's definitely stuff where I think they held back. Um, the combat system is not as in-depth as the first two Paper Mario games, and the story isn't as What did crazy. you say? The com Sorry? Com combat. Sorry, I thought oh, you said com comment. No, combat, yeah. The combat. So the combat yeah. system is you have a collection of cards and you slide them up into the the screen and color them in and like if you use a hammer card or use a hammer action um, which like it's a very good system it works and it's fun but it gets a bit repetitive and um i prefer when the system in paper mario had like more rpg mechanics so you don't get experience in this you get like pseudo items that count as experience but really you just get more health as the game progresses at key moments i prefer if you leveled up yeah, more okay. traditionally um it, it kind of takes the grind away though but 
Um, so would you say buy, wait for um, sale? And maybe wait a little bit. My like Nintendo games don't really ever come down in price. If if you if you've got a yeah, Wii U and you're looking for something to really like send it off and play something really fun, I think it's it's really solid. Um, there's a couple of parts that will frustrate you. Um, some levels have like a backtracking route that takes you to an alternate part, but you have to backtrack and like it's right at the end of the level, so you have to replay the level straight away again and for very little reward and that was kind of annoying they're not they're not very long yeah, right. they're kind of like small set pieces um but i don't know why they did that um but otherwise it's really fun beautiful visuals everything really looks very papery now the characters when they're sad will like floop down and all the scenery is made out of like paper craft stuff it's very creative and very inspiring to just visually look at i think so will it tie me over till yeah. March? <laughs> Probably not. Um, it, it'll it'll keep you going for a good week, I'd say. Um, oh, that's yeah. that's not too bad. What's um, what's in March? In March, um, we will finally get our hands on the Nintendo Switch. Um, no yeah. way! So what's the Nintendo Switch? Switch is the official name for the NX, um, because the whole console's concept is it can switch between a handheld that you can take to your friend's rooftop parties and a home console and so basically it's a little it's kind of like the wii u gamepad it's a screen with uh, two controllers on the slide side and those two controllers can slide out and you can slot the gamepad screen into a toaster and that toaster will instantly display whatever game you're playing on the screen and then when you need to is that any any toaster or the it's special It's got to be the special toaster. dock that will probably come bundled ah, with the okay. Switch. Um, right. And then you can slide it out when you're done playing on the big screen when it's cooked at a solid three on the toaster. Uh, and then you can, yeah, bring it on the go. There's like a... So... Yes? The video showed... Um, no other word, but live switching. So they're playing on their TV and then they literally just shove the controllers on the side, lift it out, and it continues yeah, on from where um, it was. I'm, I'm led to believe and backed up by other comments that, yeah, it, it happens very quick on, on the slide. Um, so That's Nintendo cool. seem to be doing what they're best at and uh, packing some really surprising and innovative hardware. No word on specs yet. Um Actually, that's not true. Um, we know it's powered oh, by the NVIDIA... Uh, the same thing they have yeah, the Shield. So we know that... In- so it's not overly powerful. Well, it's like it's post three sixty era for for consoles, um, but not a whole lot better than the PS three and three sixty. But Nintendo generally make the best use of their yeah. hardware. I think the route they're probably going down is very much the same with the Wii U. Is that the GPU is a lot stronger than the CPU, and knowing how to use that means you can do a lot of stuff that is surprising. I'm talking. I'm talking about the GPU though. They reckon it's the um, the one that Nvidia run mm. in there. But shield. it's it's like because is... Nvidia were actually making a shield too, um, that would allow you to stream on whatever to a tablet. But they cancelled that project obviously because of the deal with Nintendo. Um, so we ex- I suspect it's that new chip that they were going to use. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Regardless of hardware though, um, they didn't show. A massive amount off. The only kind of worrying thing is the controller looks really small. So, you know, when they, they put it down, I think they were playing basketball. So, 
one person had half a controller, the other person mm. had the other half, or Mario Mario Kart or whatever it was. It looked really small yeah, in those so, people's hands. Uh, um, the other thing that worries me is the the docking station for the, the controllers, which is also a controller mm-hmm. in itself. The, just the stick positions look really weird, and I'm not quite sure how that's going to translate into yeah. comfortable controller. We- Weird. So there is a pro controller which um, looks pretty good and is probably going to be the way that I'll personally go. Yeah, but yeah. I think at the end of the day, um, they're about giving people options. Um, we we heard yeah. from one of the actors in the video who didn't use the final thing but used a dummy switch that the controllers are pretty comfortable. Um, and but yeah, like there's obviously the pro controller. But here's an yeah, actor. <laughs> what are actors? Know? But there's obviously a pro controller. So um, I mean. I, mm. I, if people are still complaining about what control, like it seems like Nintendo are dropping a lot of their gimmicks for this console. Um, Controller is important yeah. though. Like if you, that's the same. It's the mm. reason why I didn't use my PS3 that much, and only for specific things. Is I hate the PS3 controller. PS4 is yeah. a little bit better. The PlayStation 3 was just put me off yeah. straight away. Um, so to me. I mean, it's it's how you play but, your games. You can't get the controller. But I think wrong. what like with the Wii U, the gamepad was utilized um, pretty often, and I liked the gamepad. But I understand not a lot of people did. Um, I liked yeah. it in certain circumstances. Splatoon, I liked the fact that I could turn yeah. it off, and I didn't have to aim with it. Um, I've heard rumors, and that's all it is. I think at the moment about the new Switch um, tablet is actually not a touchscreen. Uh, now that's that's probably drawn from the fact that no one was touching it in yeah. the ad. But I'm suspecting I mean, it is, but I'm thinking that Nintendo won't put a touch screen focus on their gameplay. We, I won't put. I don't think they'll put yeah. virtual um, we, sticks and stuff on there. Like you have we know mobile. that um in uh, Breath of the Wild, the Zelda game that's coming out because there's a Wii U version of that. The Wii U version doesn't take advantage of any of the Wii U's features, so the gamepad screen is off unless you're doing off-screen play. Um, there's no like map interaction on the screen or like touch support. It, it really seems that Nintendo are focusing more on the hardcore controllers, and their goal yeah. has always been since the end of the Wii to transform their casual audience that they created into hardcore gamers, and that's why the Wii U didn't quite succeed because the casual market didn't really understand it. Um, but I think this time they're really hoping with the portability, um, with the adaptability of using whatever controller you want and how, how you want to play, um, and being able to play with friends. You can start a LAN pod at any time whenever people bring multiple switches next to each other. I think they're hoping to yeah, that, that yeah hoping to make cool. hardcore gaming part of the casual gamer's lifestyle, I think is their goal. Um, and look, let's hope they succeed. It'll really come down to... It'll come down to a lot of stuff. One question I have is around battery yeah, life because the, the gamepad wasn't fantastic. Um, the other thing for me personally is I might get a chance to play Monster Hunter yeah. again because I don't play it on the 3DS. Um, they still haven't, you know, they'd be stupid, I guess, to announce that the 3DS is dead because yeah. clearly it does pretty well for them um, overseas. Um, but hopefully we'll see some of those portable yeah. titles. I'm fairly us. confident that's but. the end goal, but obviously they've got to wrap up the generation. Um, oh, that's the other really important thing we haven't mentioned. Um, everything is cartridge yeah. based. 
So they've done away with optical What drives. What are your I thoughts mean, on that? Yeah. Love it. Um, cartridges load mm. a lot faster. Um, the storage space on them now is yep. amazing. So I don't think there'll be an issue there. Um, the only issue is... Using them. <laughs> uh, no, not... Well, you, yes and no. The, the, the issue is... Um, if everything's cartridge-based, there might not be a large uh, hard drive or much of a hard yeah. drive. So what does that mean for the eShop? Well, I for the for the 3DS, I've got like... Oh, hang on. It, it, it also means there's no backwards compatibility. Yeah. Backwards because... compatibility is confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> the president came out and said yeah. that. So it's a completely... It's a, it yeah. looks like the 3DS cartridge, but it's a completely new cartridge. Um with the, with the eShop, I know it, the 3DS had higher, I mean, lower quality games, but I got like a a 32 gig SD card or, or 16 gig or something that was much higher than the one they give you defaultly. And that's carried me like the entire generation. I have so many games on my 3DS um, and like... That you've yeah, played digitally? That that are just okay. sitting there and it's completely fine and very comfortable. I feel like these days, I'm assuming it's going to have some kind of SD card support because they've had that since the Wii. Um, you just put a 64 gig in there and or 120. I don't know how high it will support, but it depends. I reckon so, it'll it'll be alright. Maybe like a lot of modern games. Let's lowball it uh like 20 yeah. gig. but with the advantage of cartridges Man. it doesn't need to download off the cartridge true yeah but what oh, i mean yeah, for it, like store yeah. yeah you're gonna need a, a lot larger sd mm. card um 500 gig didn't last me long That's on the xbox true. but also um, those games are installing um, every single disc yeah. yeah 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 but i mean if if you bought all of them from the store it was mm. yeah anyway um Love the cartridge. I loved. I mean, you go back to your your sixty four. Everything loads pretty yeah. quick, and that's something I guess we lost as we went to optical yeah. drives. So this uh, this was obviously um, really important at the time for capacity and visual increase. But these days we need to go back to cartridges because they're just objectively better. Yeah, I mean. It's probably going to bring about the old issues of blowing in cartridges <laughs> and making sure your contacts are, are, are good, yeah. but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it, yeah. it looks like a good console. Um, they've got a huge range of listed support at the moment, mm. um, but as somebody pointed out, the Wii U's initial list of supported developers was pretty good, and it dropped yeah. off very quickly. And I think... So they've... The interesting one for me is yeah, from software. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Um, would yeah, <laughs> how would you feel if there was like a, a trilogy pack well, of all the Dark Souls on a little cartridge that you can play anywhere? If they fixed some of the issues with Dark Souls One, I'd love it. Um, I think it's I'm pretty sure I've read that um, from software are working on something yeah. else anyway. Like they announced that a while ago. That's not a Souls game. Um, they've done Armored core and something else i think so whether we see armored core or uh something completely new from them mm. who knows um but yeah there's heaps platinum and atlas and all the big names thq nordic yeah some um, surprising yeah. uh names yeah that kind of surprising ones mm. in there too so maybe yeah some of these 
uh, dead companies I've been focusing on the NX and NX only. Who knows? Maybe Nintendo helped them out. Or I think also yeah. um, what's also surprising is how much like uh, support from software the uh, Switch has. So as well as all the games, it also lists like the engines that it supports. I think Nintendo's trump card here is they're going to make it really easy to port games and different engines uh, to the Switch and make like portable versions. Um, so I think yeah, the losing so, factor of the Wii was it was quite difficult to convert a game to be running on two screens, and that's where they lost a lot of the interest yeah. from other companies. And a lot of the first wave games were, of third-party support were like experiments, and they weren't happy with the quality of the stability, and then they ditched. I think with the Switch, they're going well, to fix that. They were mostly they were mostly ports, and then once they realized, yeah, probably what you're saying that it was too difficult for not not really the return mm. they're looking for. That's it. So, look, I'm I'm optimistic I'll get one. Um, I like Nintendo. I like what they try and do. And I like what they do achieve mm. sometimes. I, I, I think this <laughs> is a good direction because it, they're removing themselves from direct competition with uh, PS4 and Xbox. Like, they're not saying, yep. we need to be this and you have to buy us instead of our competition. They're saying, you can they buy us. Yeah, I know. That, that's though. not what they've ever said, but that's how people interpret consoles because they're not everyone's thinking home consoles are the one kind of thing but now nintendo have kind of created their own stream of console and you could very easily own a switch alongside a ps4 and there'd never be any direct conflict um in terms of gameplay like they both offer very different experiences and different titles yeah and i think the other thing it's got going for it is um it looks like there'll be a few first party Mm. titles at launch or in the launch window, which the Wii U didn't have. I mean, we've already got Zelda. Uh, what they showed off in the trailer was a new Yeah, Mario. brand new 3D platformer. So Mario's moving Who around knows? a lot more like 64 or Galaxy rather than 3D uh, That's what I was going to say. I was going to say 64, not Galaxy. Yeah. Bigger, um, bigger open world designs, it looked like. Yeah. And new new themes yeah, be and good. elements. Um, I will be looking forward yeah. to Mario heading back to yeah. that platform because I didn't like 3d well i didn't play 3d world it's not my kind of oh, you need friends that's yeah. why it's only really fun with well friends. then <laughs> that rules me out there, <laughs> do, do you know what's good about 3d world though it's got so much content like you finish the eight main worlds and there's like four other worlds to unlock it's quite a generous amount of levels to play. the first galaxy was like that wasn't it uh, you finished it or you thought you'd finished it yeah and you'd go back and find luigi and oh, then yeah, but then uh, that was just replaying the levels as luigi with slippery physics yeah <laughs> i never really did it as you might yeah. tell i got to that point i was like i've, I've had enough <laughs> um but there's something else coming up very shortly um we'll be breaking our normal podcast release cycle and releasing this one in time for halloween so uh for anyone listening from america halloween is not really something we do in australia but we've started to uh well at least stores are starting to sell a lot of merchandise a lot of candy a lot of fake spider webs trying to trick us into celebrating the holiday and uh, i guess kids have grown up with a few generations of that now and kids are starting to dress up and trick-or-treat and stuff so now we have to lock our doors and turn our lights off and pretend like we're yeah home. otherwise heaven forbid we thanks give america children uh <laughs> um but i guess like I, i'm not against halloween but 
I, I've always kind of enjoyed that atmosphere. Yeah, let's put aside some time to... to I always loved the Halloween TV specials on TV um, that kind of, like, spooked kids. TV specials on yep. TV? Back, Even yeah, remember when there was TV programs made specifically for TV? <laughs> <laughs> no way. Um, and so I wanted to talk about um, just like what are some games you thought have had a really good spooky atmosphere or have had spooky elements in them done really well because a lot of games have like that one Halloween theme level just for one of the worlds or just what's what's a, a moment in games that you've really enjoyed that, that played with the whole spooky vibe well event wise I don't play many MMOs in Guild Wars is the well. Guild Wars Two is the only one mm-hmm. I've really done. Um, they usually have a good uh, event that sprawls into the world, but also has an own its own specific event as well. With you know items that are only available during that time. Seems like this year a lot more are getting into it, like GDA Online. Um, some of the MOBAs I think have got some Halloween stuff going on. Um, as far as spoopy games. Um, I kind of struggled. I'm not, I'm not too big to admit that there are games that I've stopped playing because I was too afraid to proceed. <laughs> um, Amnesia Dark Descent was one. I think I just got, just got my PC and a good set of headphones and I started playing and that just freaked me out. I think I out. got a good solid five minutes into that game before deciding I shouldn't play this by myself. <laughs> yeah, I think I was the same. And I, I I'm, I'm... I can admit that. Um, another one for me, there was the original Dead Space. So it was kind of... Obviously, it's not the first scary game, but it was the first game I'd played that was like... Th- there's rewards for exploring side areas, but you just know that there'll be something <laughs> there. Um, A deformed space and look, once you, Yeah, and once you... Especially in the first game, once you learn the pattern of if there's a vent in the wall, something will Mm -hmm. burst out. If not this time, then the next time you're in there. But there was a particular section where... It must have been outside a bit. It was either sand or something. Something was stopping you from seeing very far, and that particular section was just really freaky. Um, I think they did a really good job with the atmosphere in that game. Um, Combination of the location the lighting and the sound it just it made you tense the whole time it was really good yeah it, it's good when um, a game's atmosphere can make you feel a certain way even though you know it's just the game it's just the same as the rest of it but as soon as you get to that yeah. one zone where things get a bit more tense you're like Ugh. and there was there was one part in dying light so dying light's a zombie game and you know you get used to zombies everywhere um in the game you can loot you know cupboards and wardrobes and stuff like that and every wardrobe i was prepared and then probably 10 15 hours into the game you drop your guard (laughs) and then there was one building i went into just open it you know spamming x to pick up loot and there's a zombie in there that just comes at you and that caught me so off guard (laughs) it did such a good job uh yeah i may have screamed a little bit (laughs) what about you what what are some of the uh I'm I'm a big games. fan of not so much horror games, um, but more the games that use horror elements for like a particular section, um, or or kind of comedic lighter elements in games. So when I think about Halloween games, uh, there's one that stands out massively. I don't know if you've ever even is it costume? Oh, course? that that's a good one as well. I was going to mention that actually. Oh. Um, that's a bit of fun. Um, 
But one, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but there's a Nightmare Before Christmas game. Uh, my brother had it on PlayStation 2. It is uh, exactly the same gameplay as Devil May Cry series, but you're Jack Skellington. Wow. Um, and it's pretty fun because it kind of expands on the movie and there's like original songs. They're just using the same music from the film, but like they recorded it for this, the game story. So some of the boss battles are big musical numbers where like you've got to hit reaction <laughs> commands to do your big finishing moves as you, it's like a musical number. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, pretty pretty solid surprisingly solid gameplay for like a tie-in movie game by disney um which i usually yeah that's very true um so that that one i um always enjoyed when i was younger um i always think about um the uh, mad monster mansion level in banjo kazooie or just a lot of moments in old rare games as well there's like the spooky castle in donkey kong 64 and um which one's mad, mad monster, monster mansion, mansion is the first banjo kazooie game um, it's one of the later yeah. worlds and it's, it's a big spooky mansion it has ghost monsters that burst out of paintings to scare you um, it's got these flower vases that say thank you when you shoot eggs into them but everyone thought they were saying ah uh, you yeah. um, I think I remember like a rose that. garden maze you have to run through to a time limit and it just had a lot of really good elements that in the Nintendo 64 era was really great. It had gravestones that popped out of the ground and chased after you with their googly eyes. And the rest of the game is pretty like cartoony and fun. But there's a few moments in Banjo Kazooie that are just genuinely terrifying. Um, so it's you know the best part of Banjo Kazooie, yeah. and the part that made me replay the entire game until mm-hmm. I got up to it. It's the board game. Oh game. yeah, that's always fun. That was so yeah. Good. I love how they finish on a quiz or I a had... board game. I had one save game file that was dedicated <laughs> to replay that, that, so I could go back and play it whenever I want. Yeah, yeah. it's I it's a really that. good. Uh, oh yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> that didn't become a trend in like more games, like testing your knowledge of what you've experienced the whole time. Yeah, um, the other game I think is really excellent for Halloween atmosphere is the first Luigi's Mansion um, on GameCube. It's surprisingly atmospheric. It's like a a kids version of Resident Evil. Um, and it's pretty fun gameplay as well. Um, one of the most unique titles I think Nintendo's ever made. Fun gameplay. Yeah. No mm. way. What did you think of Until Dawn? Ah, Until Dawn's a good one. Um, I had a good. Was I had a good experience because I played that with friends from um, Midnight Until Dawn. We talked about this in the Until Dawn episode. Um, we did. Did you Did you find it scary? Did you find the <sighs> atmosphere building was good i found yeah it had a lot I of think, elements that i think built a lot of tension um in certain bits yeah, i think it i did, don't yeah it did i don't a good think it was job. always executed well i think it fell back on kind of your classic horror slasher kind of which is kind of what it yeah, is meant to do but that's my like my least favorite form of horror um i guess <laughs> i guess the monster and the plot and everything and so i was pretty happy with that um that they went down the route I was imagining they would go down. Um, I didn't find it was as fluid as Heavy Rain. I found Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain quality. isn't spooky. Um, no, but just in terms of like Not the gameplay, I don't know what I liked. Jerry what I liked. Fan. What I thought Until Dawn did perfectly 
was the prediction totems where you could find these items, look through them, and it would show you a possible death or horrific scenario. Um, yeah. And that was the best part because you immediately generated your own anxiety and fear about what was going to happen in the game. And you tried desperately uh, to prevent it however possible. Yeah, that's true. And they're obvious, sometimes they're ambiguous enough that it could be you know, any number of yeah. sections. And so you'll, you'll enter a new area and you'll go, that kind of looks like mm. the rock from that prediction. You or, always second-guessed yeah, yourself. Was... And that, that little mechanic like completely tweaked the whole making choices in a game scenario because immediately you didn't know what your choice was going to end up doing. But you were fairly mm. warned at the same time. Are you a uh, partaker of Halloween events or Christmas events or anything like that in... in an- any games um, you yeah, if I'm playing an MMO at the season, obviously I want the cool costumes. Except whenever I play, they always seem to have given out a better reward the year before. And now I've joined uh, and it's something lame. Like, I was playing a, a Final Fantasy uh, MMO, and the year before, they gave out some amazing, like, Valentine's Day mount. And then the year I was playing, you just got, like, a dress or something. <laughs> like, I can't use this. <laughs> Where's my cool mount? Oh, no, I think for Halloween, they gave out, um like, a broomstick that you could fly around on. And then they just gave out some spooky mask or something. Um, do, you, do you still play No, nah, it, 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 it got a bit 14, expensive. Um, so okay. I, I had a really good summer with it. Uh, it's a solid MMO, but it doesn't do anything new or original if you've played an mmo it is an mmo and so if you like final fantasy and you want to play an mmo it's a good fit if you just want to play world of warcraft world of warcraft is probably better um i guess the other spoopy game i've seen but not played is that um i want to say left for dead but i know that that's not it (laughs) uh dead by dawn it's another 4v1, so one person plays the the killer, the hunter, and everyone else plays as the victims, really. Oh. Um, and they, they try and escape as, you know, and that uses things like when the hunter's close, you you can hear the heartbeat and that sort of stuff. Seems to, to be pretty atmospheric. Like I said, I've only watched, I haven't played, so I don't quite get the full experience. Um, the Friday the 13th game looks like it all do that as there, well there's another one um, i've been following the development of um called last year uh this one kind of takes a lot of uh homage to 80s horror so you play as like four stereotypical teens you got like the jock the nerdy girl the nerdy guy and the cheerleader um and then the other person is one of three different types of serial killers and so you're trapped in venues like a school and a summer camp and you use all their abilities like the nerdy girl has a pet hamster she can put in air vents to like go and retrieve items and unlock doors and stuff um that one looks pretty fun but it's a slow development yeah yeah that's true are you gonna get candy are you gonna go trick-or-treating i probably won't be going trick-or-treating um i'm trying to organize what's the age limit i think in america it's like you trick-or-treat up until you're about 13 or middle school and then once you hit high school you start having your wild halloween parties where you either accidentally resurrect a zombie and he shows up at the party or you like kill someone dies and then there's like a psycho murderer what about in Australia? Um, yeah, am I allowed to go trick or treating? Probably only if you're escorting a kid, and probably only then if you're related to that child. I was gonna say, does a kid have to do this? 
Well, that would turn out to be very spooky Halloween, wouldn't it? <laughs> if um, your kid goes missing, it may or may not be pedo in a ghost sheet. I just want candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Um, we have recently made the shift. Is that all? Do you want to say anything else? Um, Resident Evil 4 is worth playing one day if you've never played it. That is a wacky, wacky game. I did I did have it on my list. It was the first Resident Evil I've actually played. I do um, not think it is a good game. I don't think it's aged well at all. However, I think it is on the list of like fundamental games you should play and finish in your lifetime because of how, I don't know, game it is. <laughs> it's... It, it's so fundamental it to the it time kind it was of, made, and it's so iconic, I guess. It is, and I think it kind of was the last of the survival horror Resident yeah. Evil. Then they just started going action mm. and lost their way a bit. Anyway, we can talk about Resident Evil losing their way another <laughs> time. <laughs> um, we have recently joined uh, Wushka as a uh, a hosting platform, um, W double O S H K double A. Um, check us out on there. We can now actually track how many people listen, which is cool. Um, we are part of the pod bros network. You can find us at another dungeon.com. We are facebook.com slash another dungeon. We are at another dungeon on Twitter. Um, I learned this from Dave. That is a YouTube redirect from our website. So I think if it, you go to anotherdungeon.com slash YouTube, it will actually take you to our channel because it hasn't let us register a channel oh, name yet. Um, it is neat. He's a clever kid. Uh, where else are we? We're twitch.tv slash anotherdungeon when we start streaming again. Um, we will at some point have a pilot episode that someone is working on on the YouTube channel. Do you want to divulge any information, or we'll it's leave it there? Still a work in progress, uh, but yeah, it's keep, a work keep an in eye progress for some well, a content. Sub- subscribe one day. and you'll and you'll get alerted when it mm-hmm. comes out. Just look for Ben's secret project. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and join us next time. And hopefully, we'll be back to our regular two-week schedule instead of two in a week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize. But I don't think we should. A spooky, scary skeleton shouts startling, shrilly screams. They'll sneak them, there's a couple of girls, and just won't leave you be.